in him, through him, by him, for him. We have all these prepositions. Let's talk about them on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey everyone, my name is Justin, you're watching Inverse, and on this episode we're talking about prepositions in God, through God, by God, and through God. How does the science of salvation work? Through sanctification and God working through us, in us, in us, and all those things that I just mentioned. In the studio we have Jonathan, Siku, and Kelly. Hello guys. Hi. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> and we're talking about Sabbath, yes? And not just the Sabbath day or the Sabbath doctrine or whatnot, Meditation. but meditations on, on Sabbath and all those other elements that we should be thinking about Sabbath, but we often don't because we're so busy getting to church on Sabbath. <laughs> well, let's go to Exodus chapter 30, <laughs> verse 12 through 18. Exodus 31, 12 through 18, and Callie, can you pray for us? Absolutely. Father in heaven, thank you for the joy that it is to study your word together. Thank you for the things you've already been teaching us this quarter, mm -hmm. and thank you for the things that you have in store for us today. Mm. I ask that you'd clear our minds of other things and help us just to hear you speaking to us by your Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I ask that you would give us clarity even now as we read. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for that prayer. Uh, in line with that prayer, um, Siku, what are some things that that uh, that you kind of knew already, but but things have come have been revivified in your in your mind regarding the Sabbath? Uh, we've been looking at this what, for six six weeks, five weeks mm -hmm. already. And um, that comes to mind. Yeah, I mean, so much. So uh, much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how? <laughs> nothing. Nothing particularly new, new mm -hmm. but seeing it like a fr in a fresh way, mm -hmm. I guess, um, seeing Jesus at the center of the Sabbath, of our mm -hmm. Sabbath experience, mm -hmm. um, that Sabbath, in all of the lessons that it wants to teach us, that really at the core of it is that relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's something that has shone through for me, like whether it's from um, learning how he saved us or learning how to depend on him, how to trust him mm -hmm. in our Christian experience, just seeing Jesus at the core of it. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome. I only ask you because you were one of our principal editors in pulling together this, <laughs> uh, this study guide. And if you are curious, you can go to inversebible.org and also download the Bible study guide entitled Meditations on Sabbath. Meditations on Sabbath. The principal contributor being Randy Skeet, but our, one of our main editors, uh, being Siku. So thank you very much for, for your contribution. Let's go to Exodus chapter 31, verse 12 through 18. And Jonathan, can you read that for us, please? Yes. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak also to the children of Israel, saying, Surely my Sabbaths you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. You shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death, for whoever does any work on it, that person shall be cut off from among his people. Work shall be done for six days, but the seventh is the Sabbath of rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. Therefore the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. And when he had made an end of speaking with him on Mount Sinai, he gave Moses two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stone written with the finger of God. Okay, thank you. 
what can we mine from that passage? Uh, I'm, I'm already thinking of the, the finger of God is a pretty cool thing. This is a mm-hmm. pretty serious thing. Mm-hmm. Um, dying when you don't keep the Sabbath, that's a pretty serious thing. I mean, yeah. these, this is, this is uh, an intense passage. Mm-hmm. So this isn't one of those, you know, cursory passages. There's some core mm-hmm. stuff here. What's going on, mm-hmm. Kelly? Verse 13 always mm-hmm. stands out to me. It says, Speak also to the children of Israel, saying, Surely my Sabbaths you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations and the purposes that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies mm-hmm. you. So I know in past weeks we've talked about how that the Sabbath is about reminding us that God is our creator. Mm-hmm. And then also in, was it Deuteronomy 5? That God uh, is our redeemer. He, uh, he saves us. Yeah, be, us. exactly. From, mm-hmm. from Egypt. And, yep. and then here it's also being explicit about like, the reason I want you to keep the Sabbath is because it's a reminder, it's a sign mm-hmm. that I'm the Lord who sanctifies you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And something else that that com- that popped out to me in in verse 16 where it talks about keeping they shall keep the sabbath because it's a perpetual covenant. Hmm. And covenant it's it's a a relational agreement between two parties. Um so that the sabbath experience it highlights a relationship mm-hmm. that God wants to have with his people. So going along with the sign, it's a sign of a relationship that is between God and his people. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sabbath really doesn't make sense or it, it loses significance if there isn't a relationship. And relationship isn't something that just happens one off. <laughs> like Once a week I have a relationship with you. Oh, we're off. We're on, we're off, we're on, we're mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sabbath really has a significance when there is a continual relationship, mm-hmm. even throughout the week, mm-hmm. then Sabbath bears like that, the significance that he intends for mm-hmm. it to have. Siku, I, I love that, uh, that, that point. Uh, it's illustrated by my, my wife and I. We are... Um, we have a relationship. <laughs> we, we're married. Uh, we as we've been married for for ten years now, oh, wow. and it, it's it's come that's come to our realization. We are realizing even a deeper level that we need to change. Right? Mm-hmm. We we are in constant need of change in the image of God. We need to change, but also mm-hmm. as we're we love each other for who we are, mm-hmm. but we do need to change. We're always adapting to each other. And um, very, very simple illustration, a very simple point, but it's, it's, it's illustrated and made even more vivified over the last 10 years, mm-hmm. is that because of the relationship, the change is more digestible and doable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, in our human relation, we abuse those relationships mm-hmm. by saying, uh, the relationship comes as a reward. You better change, mm-hmm. then we have a relationship. Mm-hmm. But it's actually because we have a relationship that becomes the platform of mm-hmm. which we change. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that change and, and can take in, in many, many different forms, right? It can be, you know, behavior modification, it can be attitude, it can be just whatever. And, and that's, that's a separate, separate category altogether. But that relationship is so important. Mm-hmm. And in our inhumaneness, we, we, th- we, we threaten relationships by taking that off the table mm-hmm. and demanding change, mm. whether it's from our leaders, our churches, our society, and sometimes even with our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but it's so core, and it sounds so stereotypical that relationship needs to be central, but it is. It makes mm-hmm. everything work mm-hmm. uh, all the way. Jonathan. Um, I noticed something, um, th- just as we read here, uh, this passage in Exodus 31, 31? I was thinking, well, you know, why is it repeated here? Why don't we, we already had the Sabbath before in right, Exodus 20, mm. and we had the Sabbath before actually in the story of Exodus chapter 16, mm. and we had the Sabbath before in Genesis chapter 1 and 2. Mm. So it's uh, interesting that God keeps repeating uh, the Sabbath because it is so connected to so many facets of, of the experience with God. Mm-hmm. Here it points out sanctification, but if you look in Exodus 20, it points back to creation. If you look at Deuteronomy mm-hmm. 5, it points to um, salvation, salvation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and, 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 and we see that the Sabbath becomes this very, very uh, important, it's, you know, Sabbath itself, Sabbath observance, is kind of the tip of the iceberg. Mm. It has roots in every aspect of our relationship with God and really every aspect of life with God. Mm -hmm. And uh, here, of course, the focus is uh, that it's a sign of sanctification, a sign that God will transform your life. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. How do you, let's, let's look at elements of sanctification. Mm -hmm. How do you know where, uh, what, where are the areas in your life that need sanctification, that need change, mm -hmm. that need development in? How do, you, how do you know what that is? How do you know whether it's not you read a self-help book, and like, man, I gotta change towards that, or it's God that's telling you you gotta do that, or it's your spouse telling you to, do, you know, what, what, how do you know? <laughs> Sometimes God might be speaking Maybe to it's all three. Yes, <laughs> yes, you're right, you're right, 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 yeah. <laughs> Kelly. Well, it goes we'll back go down to, because we're all, okay. Yeah, it all comes down to having that relationship with God. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, what does God want? Well, you should ask him mm. because you talk to him. Mm -hmm. And so it's not something like, I gotta figure this out because at the end of the day, we all have so much to change, yes. it would overwhelm us. Yep. And so Good point. someone's compared it to like somebody who's been in a cave for a long time coming out into the brightness of the day. Like you turn away because it's way too bright. Yes. And so God doesn't want us to turn away. And so God reveals things to us step by step, day by day. Mm. And so there's things that I have been true like about my character since I can remember, but God hasn't been like, hey, let's work on that until recently. But I'm like, I've, I've been that way for a long time. Now you, but he's like, yeah, but you weren't ready <laughs> for that yet. And we were working on something else. Mm. And so. That patience is, is, is. Uh, divine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is divine. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> yeah. And so there, you know, for us, we see somebody and we're like, oh man, they have these 10 things to work on and they need to work on all 10 right now. And they need to be better right now. Right. But God sees us and he's like, there's a lot to work on. I already love them. I'm in a relationship with them. I think it's in their best interest if we focus on this right now. Mm. How has God revealed that to you? Like, do you need to work on this right now? And you do it yeah. in a nice Kelly kind <laughs> of way. Right does, how does God, how does God, has he done that to you? Yeah, I feel like for me personally, a lot of ways, I feel like I learned a lesson. I don't know if this is how everybody works or just how I work, but when when God wants to teach me something, it's like one very foundational lesson mm. and I learn it really hard for like two years. Mm. We're just gonna do it all at once. Mm. And so there's still things I need to grow in, but for example, I used to really struggle with difficult confrontational conversations. So mm. when somebody disagrees with me or somebody doesn't like me or both. And so like that would just really scare me and I would shut down and just like, oh, I don't want to engage in that very mm -hmm. people pleasing, whatever. And so then I felt like I had one of those conversations like once a month for like three years on multiple continents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it, wow. it, it was very, <laughs> yeah, Daddy, lots of places. <laughs> yeah, I just go places and people have problems with me. And they went now I'm like, I'm not, I know I'm not like perfect now. So why is no one <laughs> so upset with me anymore? I think so I had to learn those lessons. And so <laughs> in those circumstances, I just had opportunities to practice over and over again. And mm. I was put in very painful situations. Mm. And so I turned to God in my pain and I'm like, what's going on? Mm. Like, is, is this just pain I have to bear? Is that what this is? Mm -hmm. And the Lord's like, no, <laughs> it's actually, you know, you need to understand that just because people say things with lots of emotion in their voice, it doesn't mean it's true. Mm -hmm. And just because somebody says something like, oh, this is the truth, it doesn't mean it's true. Mm -hmm. So you need to find a different truth than other people's opinions. Mm -hmm. wow. And it was in that context 
that I got a lot more confident. Say that again, Kelly, because I know that oh, that, yeah. that statement will be freeing <laughs> for a lot of people. And mm -hmm. you say you say these eternal truths like just in passing. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, but say that one more time so that we can catch that they're in the right. Context. I don't remember which part I said. That um, <laughs> that we need to embrace. Uh, the we need to look somewhere. Yeah, so opinions. Yeah, we need to look somewhere else in the opinions of others for, for our worth, for our identity, mm -hmm. um, for our security. Mm -hmm. Because what had happened for a long time is a lot of people liked me. Mm -hmm. And so it's a great place to look mm -hmm. because people like me. So why not look there? Yeah. It feels very safe, but it's not. Mm -hmm. And so I think the Lord put me in opportunities and in, in situations where he's like, I want to show you how painful and how fickle this is mm -hmm. so that when the time comes when people are really against you it won't bother you mm -hmm. because you understand who you already are mm -hmm. and you understand where your value is your identity is and so now when people get upset with me like of course I'm a human and it affects me sometimes mm -hmm. but I'm like man this is this is old like mm -hmm. I know about this and I know where my identity already mm -hmm. is the other panelists are also nodding their heads I'm nodding in my mind a uh, very similar experience with with Callie and hopefully maybe you are we want to hear from what you have to say on social media we're gonna take a break right now but when we come back, we're going to hear from Sebastian, uh, Sebastian uh, Siku and Jonathan, and maybe Sebastian's out there too, and you can also chime in, uh, but about how sanctification works and how we so need it in our daily lives. So stay with us. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, Join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Welcome back. Hopefully, Callie's testimony has been inspirational uh, to you. It's been for me, and I want to hear also from Siku and okay. from Jonathan and, uh, and Sebastian. If you're out there, we also <laughs> want to hear from you. Uh, but yeah. the, I think these sanctification stories are, are, are really real, mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, the Lord sanctify, sanctifies us all in the same way, mm -hmm. but our contexts are so different, and that's mm -hmm. really sure. so cool to see. So, mm -hmm. Siku? Um, like you, you were asking how God communicates yeah. these things to us. So uh, I was thinking the text that we read in Exodus chapter 31. Yes. Um, it's in the context of Moses is up in the mountain and God is giving him the law, mm. right? So mm -hmm. he gives him the Ten Commandments mm -hmm. that we read at, um, in verse 18. So he gave Moses two tablets of the testimony mm -hmm. with the commandments written with the finger of God. Mm -hmm. So this comes kind of like as a culmination of God giving the law, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so God in his word speaks to us mm -hmm. about the way that he, he wants us to be. So Sabbath is a sign that he is making us holy, that he's sanctifying us. And how do we know what he wants us to be is he has spelled it out in his word. Mm -hmm. um, so personal story, um, you know, in a text that uh, how, how God has communicated to me in the past and still does, you know, I have like a lot of knowledge in my head, like growing up, hearing a lot of, you know, sermons, evangelistic meetings, like, you kind of get saturated, like you, I have a lot of information and sometimes the application is slow to come. And one of the areas I didn't even realize I was struggling with until marriage um, was Ephesians chapter 4 verse 15, mm -hmm. where uh, Paul says, speaking the truth in love. Because mm, um, truth is very important to me, right? <laughs> and to God. Amen. The in love part is the hard part. You know, That's so important to us sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> truth, truth is much more. Truth, yes. <laughs> yeah, but 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 to be able to say what is true, in love, you know, um, and God gave me a husband who is so sweet, like he's like super nice guy, um, 
and it's kind of like you and your friends always speak so harshly to each other sometimes <laughs> you know like you're always blasting each other <laughs> and I'm like like yeah because if it's true you just need to say it <laughs> you know um and I didn't it, it's taken me like we're in year seven of marriage and I'm still learning this lesson you know because kind of like the the thought that if it's true it should be said but it's, it should be said in a certain way, you know? Um, so this, this process of sanctification and it's become like, I need to change. It's not just figuring out how to say it in that moment, but I need to be the kind of person mm. who feels a certain way when I have to deliver a rebuke, mm. you know? Mm. Um, yeah. Not feeling like justified, feeling like, oh, well, this makes me right and I'm better than you or I know better than you or you should be just, who I am as a person has to change in order for me to deliver the truth in love. Mm -hmm. um, so this is, it's, it's information, but I guess sanctification in my experience with this verse is that information becoming inculcated into my being, mm. you know? And that's a process of every single time I've got something to say, like stop, <laughs> like Lord, help me, you know? Or sometimes just biting the bullet and it's true and I could say it, but I'm not gonna say it because I cannot say it in love, you know? Um, and it's, it's, it's really hard, like in vivo, like in, in real life to actually do it, mm -hmm. to like hold your tongue because you cannot say this the right way. Therefore, it's the wrong thing to say, even mm -hmm. if it's true, mm -hmm. you know? So that's mm -hmm. my, my struggle. <laughs> yeah, I, think sure. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I think you got three nods uh, from the table here. God's we all know experience. Speakers, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, uh, for me, I'm feeling really bad about different things. With what you're saying, yeah, 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 Jonathan. Well, I was trying to think about what what to share. Um, it's interesting how God works with sanctification. Yeah. It's, it's sometimes it's very subtle. You don't even notice that He's doing it, and sometimes it's very noticeable. Mm -hmm. And I thought of a story of my earlier walk with Jesus, where I started to really read the Bible and being engaged in His work. And and um, through reading of the Word, I was convicted uh, that the way I was talking needed to change. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just, you know, curse words or anything like that. It was, I mean, that was also part of it maybe, but it was also just having always something clever to say and, or, or maybe something snarky or whatever it was. Snarky? Uh, well, it, B, BC, okay? <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> and, and it was just a, a challenge because I really felt I couldn't control it. I mm -hmm. couldn't control what I was saying. It would just come out. Mm -hmm. and, and I was convicted from the word. And so I prayed about it, I was like, Lord, you have to help me because I, first of all, I feel the urge. I have to say it because then will people laugh and they will like me or whatever it is. And secondly, I just can't stop it. And, and this was really in incredible to me. I think the Lord wanted to teach me how, how, how the power of the Holy Spirit is because I prayed about it. And then shortly after, I was in a situation where, you know, some, we were talking and, and, and what happened was it kind of like God slowed down time for me. Like the, the comment came and I was getting ready to say what I shouldn't say. And it was like, it was like coming here and it was as if the Holy Spirit said, hey, stop right here. Mm. But he didn't stop me from doing it. He just said, you have a choice right now. Mm. And what, what, what sanctification does is it gives you the power to choose mm. the, to do the right thing. Mm. And I was like, and, and for a moment, I feel like if I don't say this, I'm going to miss out on whatever you're missing out when you think <laughs> you're doing these things. But I didn't. And that was the first time that that happened and then happened again and again and suddenly it became natural and suddenly I stopped doing these things. Mm -hmm. And so that's just an illustration, I guess, from, from my perspective, how yeah. that took place for that issue in my life. But in other situations, it has been more like, you know, a long process of, 
you know, realizing how impatient I am. Yeah. And, you know, I, that's why, you know, he gave me a wife so that I can learn <laughs> patience <laughs> and children. And, you know, it's, I, I need a lot of patience. Yeah, marriage and, 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 and family is definitely part yeah. of that sanctification <laughs> process for yeah. sure. We want to hear from you about your sanctification stories and how the Lord has worked. If he slowed down time, as Jonathan was saying, I mean, I totally have had that experience. Or like CQ, you've had a Bible experience. Or with Callie, with th three continents around the world, <laughs> uh, maybe you're a tri-continent. <laughs> sanctification kind of person. Uh, and my, for me, I think very similar to Siku. I know I was going through something through that day. I opened the Bible. I asked, Lord, open it. You read a Bible passage. I remember I was, I said something similar to, mm -hmm. to my word problem, and I read a Bible verse. Let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is talking to me. Mm. Like, no, this, no. This, and then the, the, my theology tries to distance it, right? Oh, no, it's a historical context, or da 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 da. But no, it's talking <laughs> to me. Another instance where I'm, I was filming here for Inverse, totally afraid about the ramifications of what will happen if this, this whole thing will go down. I just, I'm afraid. I'm reading Zechariah. Zechariah 3.16 or Zephaniah 3.16? It's a Z in it. And it says, The Lord is will fight for you as a warrior. He's in the midst of you. Mm -hmm. Just utter peace has just, yeah. uh, and I just know that's God, God talking yeah. to me. Not just God talking to me in a relationship, but pointing out my weakness, showing His goodness mm -hmm. and matching. But I want to ask you, and I want to say thank you for, for sharing and being vulnerable <laughs> in front of our friends here. Uh, <laughs> but what does that have to do with Sabbath? Mm. How does that plug into Sabbath? Yeah. And, and I know Sabbath is the symbol of sanctification, is the symbol yeah. of God's Word. But how does our everyday connect with with, with, our, with the seventh day, mm -hmm. yeah? Uh, at the core of the Sabbath is the relationship, and I think we've brought that out a couple mm -hmm. times, the relationship between us and God. Oh, build that up though. I know we've mentioned it, sure. but build that up, yeah. Well, so, I mean, if you think about creation week, God created the world, but then He created human beings, and the first 24 hours of their life was with God mm -hmm. in the Sabbath time. So every, this rhythm of spending time with God was important, celebrating His work, what they've explored about Him, and then, of course, for us on this side of, you know, after the fall, uh, we have a relationship with Jesus. We can have a relationship, but throughout the week as we walk with Jesus, we are given opportunities to either experience His power or deny His power. And when we experience His power uh, or deny it, uh, on the Sabbath, we have a chance to, 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 you know, I mean, we have a chance every day to reconnect with God. But on the Sabbath, there's a special uh, time that God has given us to reconnect, to celebrate His faithfulness in our lives. Mm -hmm. So sanctification is not just the work of two-hour Sabbath morning. It's the work of a lifetime every single day. So as you walk, go through the week, you are um, being transformed slowly but surely as you walk with Christ. And the Sabbath is an opportunity to celebrate that and to, uh, to you know, uplift God in that way. Mm. But on the other hand of that is also the fact that sanctification, as we read here, it says it is uh, in, in uh, Exodus 31 uh, verse 13, God says that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. Mm -hmm. So it is the power of God. In fact, it is the creation power that is needed oh, man. for transformation. That is the crazy part. We are created, the Sabbath is the son of creation, but the power needed for transformation is the same power, a power that is not within us, but is given to us by God. Mm -hmm. He transforms us. So the Sabbath celebrates both of those things, uh, creation and recreation mm -hmm. in our lives. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Well said. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Um, on, a, on a practical note, I mean, that was super powerful with the 
the sanctifying power of God. Because really, I think something that maybe we didn't say when we're sharing our testimonies that it's supernatural. Yes. You know, 100%. like for just sure. really, 100%. I know like for, for what I was sharing, you know, with my struggle with speaking truth in love, it really feels like you are powerless to do it, mm -hmm. to yeah. change yourself. You know, like you see, I am weak in this and I cannot change myself, but that God can change mm -hmm. me, you know? And we've shared, you know, I know people struggle with all sorts of stuff, you know, some things were, it's not good to say in polite company, you know, but, um, and really feeling powerless at the, at, at the face of these challenges, but God has the mm -hmm. power mm -hmm. to change mm -hmm. those things. Um, and I was thinking like one of the things that Sabbath does for me personally, going into the Sabbath experience every week is having a chance to look back at what God has done this past week. You know, um, going back to the creation account, he created all things and then the seventh day he rests and it's a day to reflect. We've talked about it's a day to look at God's creatorship. He looks mm. at everything he has made. It is good, 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 very good. Every Sabbath, we have an opportunity to look back at what God has accomplished this past week. Yes. And if there's anything that encourages hope and, and, and faith and just, you know, spurs us on for the next week, it's looking back at what God has done. Mm. And there's something about looking at where God has brought you from to where you are and seeing that, man, like when you're going through it, you feel like you're yeah. not making any progress. But yeah. when you stop and you look back and it's like, wow, yep. yeah. that I used to be like that. How yeah. did I get here? God did this, you yeah. know, and it encourages you for what he's going to do for you in the future. And if you're going to just add, that would be great. It's great to, that ever since I started journaling mm -hmm. and uh, in your diaries or captain's logs that, you, that men have or whatever you have, captain's is logs. I have a captain's log. I don't <laughs> right, know. Captain. It's a bullet uh, journal, relax. <laughs> <It's a bullet laughs> uh, but it, we often forget these, these micro experiences. Mm -hmm. And so it, when, we, when we go through another harder challenge, we just don't have that chutzpah. Mm -hmm. But when we look back and see how God has blessed, we see that it gives, yeah. us, it gives us hope for the future. Mm -hmm. yeah. Kelly. And I'd say even on the other side where we have weeks where we didn't make the right decision, mm. where we were given the opportunity for choice, yeah. we didn't choose right. Mm. Um, my, my inclination in that is just to keep going and just keep going until yeah. I forget. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just don't worry about it mm -hmm. and just don't think about it. But the Sabbath forces you to pause. The Sabbath forces you to be like, okay, well, I'm going to take away all these things that you normally distract yourself with and I'm going to lean into this moment with you. And only can God heal you only can God re-inspire you mm -hmm. and only can God remind you that like, well, you weren't saved by that in the first place. I saved you and I still enable you to go forward in mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. Imagine our inner hearts being like these barren uh, planets full of nothing and God speaks and where there was bitterness, where there was sin, where there was selfishness, God says, let there be light and boom, there is light and there's trees and there's grass and there's animals. There's a whole new planet created where there was nothing in the barrenness of our hearts. That's the power of creation. That's the power of Sabbath that impacts our daily and lifelong salvation and sanctification daily uh, walk with God. Uh, this has been a very vulnerable episode. Hopefully you've been blessed by it and hopefully you've been inspired to keep the Sabbath by being forced to pause and reflect and use your captain's journals or diaries, and uh, we'll see you next week as we continue our topic on the Sabbath. God bless you. You've been listening to Inverse, 
a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is Inverse.